0: This is episode number 63 with Jake Ducey and Ashley Hall. The Melissa Ambrosini Show. Welcome to the Melissa Ambrosini Show. I'm your host, Melissa, best-selling author of Mastering Your Mean Girl and Open Wide. And I'm here to remind you that love is sexy. Healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word. Each week I'll be getting up close and personal with leaders from around the globe as well as your weekly dose of motivation so that you can create epic change in your own life and become the best version of yourself possible. Are you ready beautiful? Jake is the author of The Purpose Principles and Profit from Happiness. He is also a leading speaker for his generation, having been featured in TEDx Youth, hired by mega organizations, and is a leader who has already inspired thousands of young people to seek meaningful career success and to make a difference in the world. His beautiful partner, Ashley Hall, is an artist specializing in the creation of wood-burning art. Merging the mediums of wood, wood wood-burning and mandalas, Ashley has discovered a way to manipulate patterns, textures and shading to quite literally create the appearance of the mandala leaping off the canvas. Her stuff is so beautiful. Creating is her passion and the vehicle for her true message, which is expanding awareness and teaching about the creative genius each of us carries within. I love this episode so much and these guys have been my friends for a very long time and they're very, very close to my heart. These people walk their talk, they are so genuine and so authentic and I cannot wait for you guys to hear this episode in today's podcast we hear about their epic love story it's so beautiful how they fill themselves up so they can show up as the best version of themselves possible their top six tips on how they live and work together the biggest challenge they face and how they work through it how they keep their relationship exciting and fresh how they create space for soulful sex and why this is so important to them, the best tips for a happy and successful relationship, how financial freedom can support your relationship, how to hypnotize yourself, plus so much more. And for everything that we mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes, and that is at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 63. And without further ado, let's bring on this beautiful, inspiring couple, Jake Ducey and Ashley Hall. This episode is brought to you by Welco and their Super Elixir. Now, for those that follow me on Instagram will know that I travel a lot and I have been on and off planes basically every week or every two weeks over the past couple of months and Nick and I are about to embark on our open wide tour around Australia. But for me, treating my body like a temple is not only a massive priority – it is an absolute non-negotiable so I make sure that I'm treating my body like a temple and loading it up with loads of healthy greens because greens are the best and I do this by taking my super elixir daily in water or in my green smoothie now well founder supermodel and trailblazer Elle McPherson also loves treating her body like a temple which is where the inspiration for the super elixir came from. After working closely with Dr. Simone Laubscher in London, Elle learned about how our bodies were designed to absorb nutrition via natural, real, whole foods, which is why she created the Super Elixir. If you haven't seen their products, check out Wellco.com.au, that is W-E-L-L-E-C-O.com.au, and in particular, their Super Elixir, which I love because it's so easy to use and it's all about delivering your body the daily nutrients it craves through natural, whole, plant-based foods. Now, you can also join us on the 30-Day Super Elixir Challenge if you want. And because I want you to treat your body like a temple, you can get free shipping on the Super Elixir when you type in Super Elixir at the checkout. Now, that is spelt S-U-P-E-R-E-L-I-X-I-R. How cool is that? Welcome, guys. I am so excited to have you on the show. But before we dive in, can you please each tell us what you had for breakfast this morning?
1: What did you eat? (laughs) Ashley doesn't want to tell you. (laughs) I didn't eat breakfast. I fasted until lunch. And then I had tempeh and spinach for lunch. I had coffee for breakfast. Ashley actually had a vegan donut. Yeah, I actually
2: had a really, <laughs> really, really funny day where I actually totally splurged and had a vegan donut that I've been wanting to try from the health food store. So. But she
1: went and killed it in the gym, though.
2: So that's hilarious that of all day someone asked me. It's like, <laughs> oh, I just I just had a donut this morning, <laughs> which is like totally off base from the usual. But um, yes, I and will I was, admit it. And I'm and proud.
1: And I was too lazy to go to the gym and she went.
0: <laughs> so I uh... Oh, that's awesome. I love it. You are the first person on the show that has ever said they've had a donut for breakfast. So that's awesome. I
1: bet you like 20 people have, but everyone's too embarrassed. So they're like, I had a green smoothie for breakfast. They're like...
2: Yeah. Oh, that's hilarious. Oh, this is perfect.
0: At least you were honest and you didn't lie and say green smoothie. At least you were honest. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Well, I love you guys, as you know, and I'm so pumped to have you on the show. But can you take us back to how you guys met? Where did the story of Jake and Ash all begin?
2: I was living in Utah at the time. Um, I grew up about eight or nine years in Utah. Um, Originally a California girl. So I was living in Utah at the time, and we actually met in Santa Barbara uh, Jake's literary agent, uh, who's,
1: Melissa's it, as well. who's,
2: yeah, who's yours as well. Um, it was his, I believe it was his fifty, is 60th 65th birthday. Oh, 65th birthday party. So, you know, it was really funny. I was planning a visit to go see my dad for that weekend. Um, and about a week before I was, I was supposed to leave. My dad calls me and he says, Hey Ash, like I know you're coming to to visit me this weekend, and I'm I'm super excited. I wanted to kind of prepare you a little bit, or 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 ask you if you'd attend this party with me. There's this young guy; he's really good looking. He's really yeah, you know, he is. Yeah, <laughs> he's really awesome, and I really want you to uh, join me, and I really want you to meet him. Um, which which kind of was my initiation into the experience of Jake and I don't, you're on your end.
1: I know that. Oh, I'll tell a story from Bill Gladstone's angle. My, our, our mutual agent calls me the night before it was his 70th birthday, not his 65th. And he says, Hey Jake, um, tomorrow I turn 70 and uh, one of my clients has a really, really <laughs> pretty daughter. And, uh, I really want you to meet her. So, uh, do you want to come to Santa Barbara? And it's like five and a half hours away. And I'm like, ah, and he's like, come on. So I'm like, okay, I'll go. And, um, I take the five and a half hour drive or whatever, and I'm sitting on the couch by myself and it's all these people I don't know in some guy's house, I don't know. And I'm sitting on the couch right next to the front doors on the left. And, uh, as soon as Ashley walks in with her dad, uh, Bill, who's, uh, for the viewers that don't know, he's a, a this, a, extremely, he's a charismatic, talkative, um, very lively, uh, soul. And as soon as she walks in the door, he says, oh, look, you're the only people that are 20s here. And he pushes us together. Mm -hmm. And we're like uh, six inches apart from each other. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, hi. And she's like, hi. And then we just like kind of said hi. And then we walked away. And then we ended up meeting that night. And then I forgot my wallet. So I didn't have any money for gas. I drove all the way to Santa Barbara without my wallet. (laughs) So then her dad gave me money. And then we kindled this relationship.
2: Yeah, it was definitely a divine intervention for us to be able to meet one another. I know I was having, um, I wasn't planning on going to this party with my dad, but the reason he actually convinced me was by showing me this YouTube video of Jake. And I Mm -hmm. thought he was Mm. so cute, but I was like, okay, okay, I'll give it a shot. I'll I'll go meet him because he just is a total babe.
0: Oh, guys, this is so cute. And then how long ago was this? between four and five years ago, probably closer to the five-year mark. And you guys are about to get married in a few months, which is just so amazing. And I love this story. And I just want to say, Jake, your impersonation of Bill is spot on. Like it was so perfect. What was your initial thoughts? Like from there, like, did you kind of think this could go somewhere or was it more just in flow and seeing what happens?
2: We ended up connecting about an hour into this party. We didn't talk for the first hour and a half or so. Uh, but once we started talking, it was just such a natural draw to one another um, for so many reasons on my end. Um, and then this party was super long. So We, were, we connected for about, I would, I, I would s- say about five hours we spent with each other, just kind of in a one-on-one with one another. And I knew from that point that it was something really, really special. It was a relationship that I had kind of been really open to and looking for in my life at that time. I was really kind of ready for somebody to show up for me in a way to ask me like what it is that I want for myself. And within my first time spent with Jake, he really opened up so many parts of me that I was like, oh, kind of. Unopen to experiencing.
1: You have to say open wide because that's the. Type
2: yeah, of he really. Is. Yes, <laughs> that's exactly. Open wide would be the perfect, um, perfect verbiage for that. Uh, it was really. I knew that it was very something very special, and um, I was looking forward to. Definitely, where it was going to go and pursuing. But I had
1: obsessive compulsive disorder over working. Yeah. And like the first time she ever spent the night, I was like, "I'm just letting you know, I'm going to be up at about four o'clock in the morning, and I'm going to start working." Um, so I wasn't, sh- I wasn't really in the uh, space of that. So we were, we were at, you know, I we were the opposite, I think, of a lot of the way that it yeah. kind of runs. It was very, 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 very slow for two years. Like my mom called her my girlfriend, but we still weren't mm-hmm. necessarily together. Yeah. And then it kind of got to the point where I had to, there was, I, Ashley was amazing, but I hadn't committed technically. And it got to the point where I had to decide do I want to lose out on this amazing human being? Um, Because at some point I thought it was kind of not fair. And so the day I asked her to be inclusive with me was like we'd basically been together for two years. And but we really weren't. And I said, also, do you want to move, do you want to move in with me? And then that kind of, I, I figured we'd go full steam. So then that. Full so I
2: was like, know, all right, you a really, things
1: like that. Really we going for on, it. She came with me on bands, warp tour. When I was selling my books on warp tour, we were in one of those like music band tour bus things for the summer and all that type of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was a fun first year of being together.
0: Oh, Beautiful. In my latest book, Open Wide, I talk a lot about the importance of understanding the masculine and feminine energies within ourselves and within our relationships. So how does that show up for you guys?
2: I actually spoke on this topic just just last week, I believe. Um, I was you know Jake and I practice a lot in our relationships, just really being outspoken about what we're grateful for and what we recognize not only in ourselves but in one another. So one of the things last week that I was touching on was the fact that I was really grateful that we, we are so balanced in our relationship in the masculine and the feminine. And I think a lot of that stems and roots through just personal growth and also just in ego and being able to kind of be in relationship with somebody where you're not totally forefront with your ego, but they're both kind of in balance with one another, if that makes sense.
1: And then if the masculine gets too out of hand, we have punching bags yeah. and I have to, punt, but she only star. gets to wear them. I have to <laughs> duct tape my hands and she gets to hit me and I get to move out of the way. This isn't true, Melissa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Yeah. I mean, for me, the understanding of the masculine and feminine energies that we have within ourselves and within our relationship, it's radically changed my life and my relationship with my husband. And the more personal development or the more I open wide and go inward, the more I I understand myself and I'm able to, you know, see my relationship as a mirror and a beautiful opportunity for spiritual growth, because that's what our relationships are. They're opportunities for growth and evolution. Do you guys feel like that with each other?
1: Except for when she's acting out, it's generally not a mirror of me. It's her only.
0: Uh, No, you're perfect, hey?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No, you're right. I mean, it's definitely, I think, if you could describe a relationship and in one word, mirror would definitely be one of those words that would be up for the consideration. It definitely gives you the opportunity to really reflect on all of those things. The mirror is where you see how you're overreacting to situations. And, you know, I think that's one of the most challenging things of a relationship, but one of the things that I think is most rewarding to people as well.
0: Yeah, absolutely. It's very easy to point the finger and judge and blame the other person. But every time you point the finger, there's three pointing right back at you. And it's our responsibility to take ownership for how we're showing up. And that is where the real growth happens, isn't
2: it? I'm in 100% agreement with that. Being in a relationship and then being in not only a relationship, But seeing a relationship through throughout many, many years, it takes such a grasp and an ability to look at your personal growth and how you're showing up and why you're responding and why you're reacting and maybe to certain situations that are uncomfortable within you. So it takes a lot of just self-reflection and willingness to explore um, how you can set aside your ego and being right all the time and that's a really important you know your your partner being a vehicle of just being a mirror to what it is you love about yourself and maybe what it is you don't like about yourself as much so i totally agree with that
0: yeah and i believe that in order to be of service to your partner you have to show up for yourself first so How do you both make sure that you are doing the work and overflowing with love within yourself and not coming from that place of lack and need? We designate a
2: lot of our conversations towards things that uplift us and things that promote our health and well-being as a couple. Um, So a lot of that is centered and on an individual basis, but also because we are around each other so frequently that being able to express ourselves in a way that promotes our own personal health just promotes our relationship as well. So a lot of our time we you know dedicate towards um, just talking about what we're grateful for. I know that's a huge center of your relationship with your husband. And, and that's something you had shared with me a few years ago. And, and Jake and I share that as well. Just being able to center in ourselves in what it is we're grateful for right now, what it is we're creating as individuals in our own businesses in our own brands, what we're creating as a couple together um and you know just kind of focusing on on good and I think that's a huge part of being happy and maintaining a happiness.
1: I would say it's important to understand each other's personalities, which takes time, obviously, yes. you know because you have to be around somebody enough to like actually know like the inner workings of them. And so I think, you know, a lot of times, uh, you know, we're such sensitive creatures that unless we can understand one another's personalities, I think to me, that's like, once we understand that, like once actually grasp how introverted of a person that I am and like how much I like to just be alone, um, then that creates the space for us to be able to give one another the space. And then I understand what at what makes Ashley tick. And it gives us a space to be able to both practice self-love and I guess, you know, filling your own cup, so to speak. Because then, you know, the result isn't if I want to be by myself or I want to sit, you know, by myself and read or whatever. She doesn't take it personally because she understand it's me filling my own cup up, but it's her in order for that to happen without her taking it personally, which can happen a lot in relationships. Like someone wants to practice self-love or do beyond do something on their own to fill themselves up. But the other person takes that personally um, because they don't grasp that that's the way they tick. So I think understanding the basic archetypes of each person, the cornerstone of their personality makes it easier to create the space for us to own Live our own lives and be two whole people rather than two halves, try to mm. put a whole together
0: mm, I absolutely agree, and i've definitely in the past taken it personally, but now I understand that you know, Nick really loves time on his own he's, he's like you is very introverted, and to not take it personally but it it took me really understanding him as a person to accept that and to really be okay with that and not take it personally. So, yeah, I think it's really important. And also just what I call practice crystal clear communication, you know, sharing with your partner that hey, this really fills me up and this really lights me up and I really love me time, you know. For me, I love sleeping in the bed on my own. So, like once every like 2 weeks, I'll go and like have a sleepover at a girlfriend's house or just go to my parents' house or something like that so that I can have that time on my own. And, you know, the first time I said it to Nick, he was like, what? Like, what do you mean? And I'm like, I just love sleeping in the middle of the bed, completely starfish. (laughs) Starfish. Yeah. Like complete starfish. And he's just like, oh, okay. And I'm like, it's nothing personal. It's just a preference that I have once in a while. And so when we practice crystal clear communication and we just share that from our heart, you know, it deepens our connection and it deepens our relationship. So I love that you guys uh, have done that and you know what really lights each other up and you can create the space and the environment for the other person to do that.
1: Yeah. Amen. You said it well.
0: Yeah. So let's get practical because you guys live together and you work under the same roof You've each got your own things going on, but you're also creating things together in the world. So how do you make that work? Like, I want your best top five tips on how you live and work under the same roof because it's sometimes a challenge and I want all your hot tips on how you do it.
1: Okay, number one, soundproof headphones. Yes. Uh, we both have soundproof. I'm being serious. I've yeah, those are fantastic. Lot, it's, yeah, I think it's important. and
0: We've got them too. Yeah, I think it's totally. super
1: important. Number two, we both leave at certain times to give the other person space of the house by themselves and vice versa, give the other person space to leave by themselves. Um, Ashley left today for half the day. Mm-hmm. So I think I'd say number two would be that. What would you say number three is?
2: Um, Just the communication factor that that Melissa just touched on, you know, we've also shared a car for the majority of our relation, actually, our whole entire relationship. So it's the same thing with sharing a car as well, just having communication with each other around what it is that our, our needs are as an individual in that moment. Like, Jake usually really enjoys space when he gets in his zone when he's filming when he's dropping in and I know that so I you know step away so I think it's the understanding of knowing one of each other and how we kind of function and how we work. What's number four?
1: Exercise.
2: Exercise for us has been a really big integral part of we keeping a to, healthy we relationship. We go together,
1: but we do our own thing when we're yeah,
2: there. Yeah, we all, like sometimes
1: mm-hmm. we're in like an argument and then. Uh, we'll just go to the, and we'll just be like, let's just figure it out later. And we'll like go to the gym. And then like, after we are like sweating and like our endorphins running, mm-hmm. the other one of us will walk up to the other one and just be like, hi, sorry. Yeah. And then, like, Love you. Like, <laughs> <a hour. laughs> Love
2: you. See you later. <laughs> and I
1: think that, and I mean, in that, and that leads into what you could argue is number five, which could also be number one:
2: taking care of our individual health. I was that's, gonna
1: say sex,
0: uh, but uh, okay, it's yeah.
1: hard to have good sex if you're not in good shape, um, especially if you're not moving your body because you're just you're not really in a vital state, um, and so
2: well maybe in an open state, an, an, an open, open state. a very open state. So I think all of those things help contribute to us being able to live, work, function under the same roof. Um, definitely looking after ourselves. That's that's a, a huge... You can't f- serve if you're not fueling yourself with vegan donuts. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I'm just kidding. No, but definitely. that's. These are all really important key factors. Because when you're in your peak health and happiness. And through meditation, you know, we both have our morning routines that we pretty much adhere to almost every day that makes us feel good. That puts us in a vibration that's in alignment with what we want to do, not only like with ourselves, but with the day and with each other, with the world, with what we're doing. Um, and taking care of that creates more space to be able to serve one another and what it is, is the forefront of our day.
1: And I think when you're in the pr- People that are into personal development, whether you listen to podcasts or read a lot of personal development books, it doesn't necessarily go hand into hand um, with health and exercise. A lot of times it can cross through, but I think you can, you know, I've run into that at courses in my life where I'm so into the, like the power of positive thinking aspect that you neglect the physical. And I think when we've both been in the best shape of our lives... Um, and when that's our goal, it has breeded into our relationship a lot. And I guess that would fall under the umbrella of taking care of ourselves.
0: Mm, I love these tips. They're really, really great. Um, Nick and I have the Bose noise cancelling headphones and- we
1: have the same ones.
0: Yeah. And when we have them on, that pretty much means do not disturb (laughs) and, uh, (laughs) You know, when I'm riding or when I'm in flow state, the last thing you need is someone tapping on your shoulder going, hey, did you put the rubbish out? You know, it's like really distracting. In the past, I would turn around. I'm like, just leave me alone. I'm trying to do something here. So I love that you mentioned that and, and leaving the house. We do that as well. You know, we make sure we give each other space throughout the day, whether I'll go out or he'll go out. And we just make sure we're giving each other space. And again, communication, practicing crystal clear communication. I love that you mentioned that. And exercise, we're the same, looking after ourselves and that morning routine. It's really important, really, really important. And then of course, sex, you know? that is the foundation of the relationship, the glue that binds you together. That's what makes our relationship so special and unique. And if that's not flowing and that glue isn't there, then there's going to be friction. So I love your top tips on how you make this work. They're really, really powerful. So thanks for mentioning them.
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Yeah, gladly. So if there was one thing that challenges you most in your relationship, What is it and how do you work through it? That is a wonderful question. I'll
1: answer it first. You're going to go first? The most challenging part for me, which Ashley and I have talked about, is sometimes, and a lot of it is probably a story in my head, I'm afraid to sometimes say things because I don't want to hurt her feelings. And the Mm -hmm. story in my head is that I think she takes things too personal or she's too sensitive. Um, which then can sometimes lead to a disagreement or a unclear communication. And it's this ironic thing where it's like, I want to love her so much, which leads me to not be clear, which then causes friction from the unclarity of what both of us want in that moment. So that's what I would say.
0: Mm, Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. What about you, Ash? You know, I would have to say there
2: some past experiences that I had in my life that really imprinted upon me from a young age. My parents, they had a really extreme case divorce for about, I think about 12 or 13 years. And you dad, know, dad cheated my, on mom. Yeah. My dad cheated on my mom and we moved away and I lived with my mom and I was always trying to be like, People pleasing, and, and she never really the saw peacemaker, her dad. and I never saw my dad very much, and it was just this. We, I had, a, I've had, and, and maintained quite a bit, quite a bit of family drama. Um, so I think there's a lot of,
1: yeah, no, it's, it's been, it's
2: been maintained, but I've definitely, I'm finding different tools through my own spiritual growth to be able to, to move through it. Um, but I would say that a few of things like that, that have popped up for me, you know, with fears of being left, that that's been a major one for me that I've really, I could see I projected onto Jake for, you know, the first year or two of our relationship, you know, the first year I kept it kind of quiet and kind of on the down low, but it really made its head in a few of our conversations or arguments we had as soon as we started to getting know each other more and more. So I would say just a few of those, those imprints that I've taken into this relationship uh, that I'm willing to work through, like the fear of being left or, you know, probably that would probably be the main one yeah, I would say, would you say one. there's another one yeah, that I've, that's probably the main one and that's taken a lot and a lot of effort on my part. You know, it's, it's it's something that I've worked on, and I've probably worked on for the past two years in our relationship, and a lot of it's left now, but it definitely still makes its appearances. So I I I definitely have that in my awareness to be sure I keep myself in check. With, that's why she's with the my true, princess. With the truth, she, she just
1: needs to she's my princess.
0: Aww. do you know what? I have heard many, many women express that same fear of abandonment to me many, many times, friends.
1: Do you think that's the most common fear that women have in relationships?
0: Yeah, and do you know what it is? It is lineage stuff. It is like it stems back generations and generations. So your mums, 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 like it's not actually – entirely just yours like you're tapping into this DNA this lineage fear of abandonment that has happened through the generations but then also collective consciousness right so it may even it may feel a lot bigger than it actually is like sometimes you know if a fear like that comes up for me I can tap into it and I'm like this actually isn't even mine. Like this actually isn't even my fear. Like I have resolved this within myself. Maybe I'm tapping into collective consciousness or something like that. So you are not alone that you have that fear. And I just want you to know that it is so, so, so common. I hear it a lot, but it might not even be yours and it's time. It's time to open wide and let it go because If we hold on to it, it will block the magic that you get to experience with your love right now.
2: Definitely. And there's been so many times that I've blocked the magic with those types of fears what you said about it not being your story it's not even your thought but from you know previous lifetimes and the collective it's so true cuz so many of us we get in these amazing relationships and all of these kind of past traumas come up and instead of recognizing them as non-existent in the relationship we project them into the relationship instead which then takes away that magic and you know who knows like I think with the amount of personal growth and development Jake and I have done, I don't know. I mean, I think we would be engaged because we love each other so much. I don't like, think
1: we probably would. <laughs> <be>. <laughs> but but there's takes, a part of your brain. You have a bunch of um, nerve cells in your brain called mirror nerve cells, mirror neurons, and um, it, what they do is they're, they're, uh, they they were they a lot of neuroscientists believe that they were that they're part of your brain as a social tool for adaptation. And people will use a common everyday example of somebody mirroring somebody's body language and things like that. But then you got to think about, you know, how were your parents raised around love, around money, and those mirror neurons activate. And there's a term in neuroscience called Hebb's Law, uh, which says that brain cells that fire together, wire together. Every time you have a thought or experience something that evokes a feeling You fire nerve cells, you fire brain cells, and they wire together. When you have the certain ones, it creates your neurocircuitry. So your brain gets hardwired in a certain way. And I think, you know, going to your collective consciousness point, it's like over mom and dad having something, grandma having something, great grandma and that person next door, all of that hardwires into like the actual matter and folds of our brain. And like you said, when we can identify um, that it's not ours, Um, This isn't even my thought, you know, that disidentification from the thought and from the way the brain has been conditioned to work, like you said, is what allows us to let the magic in.
0: Mm, Absolutely. And being in the public eye, you guys, you know, you have profiles. It's very easy for other people to put you and, and even Nick and I on a pedestal But we all face the same challenges. And I'm curious to know, is there a common misconception that the public have about you as a couple? I mean, for us, so many people just think that we're perfect and it makes me spit out my green juice in laughter. Like, I'm like, are you kidding me? Like, first of all, get rid of that striving for perfection. That word needs to just get out of your vocabulary because... My idea of perfect is going to be different to yours and we're, we're striving for this quote unquote perfection that doesn't even exist and instead, you know, I just strive to be the best version of myself and Nick strives to be the best version of himself and we both strive to show up as best we can in a relationship. So is there any common misconceptions that the public or anyone have about you guys as a couple? One thing that I've loved about Jake, and
2: I know a lot of people love it about Jake, is how authentic he is. Um, and I feel like, and I can speak for myself as well, but our lives and what it is that we give and what we offer, I feel like it's very authentic to who we are and what we practice in our daily lives and what we're tapping into and what we're sharing. Of course, definitely. There's in our relationship, outside of our relationships, there's, of course, different struggles or things that we're, um, you know, understanding. But I think the way that we put it out into the world is by our growth through it. So I think that what we have to share and kind of the perception, as you were saying, of other people is, I think it's very real. It's very who we
1: are. Can we talk about more about what people love about me, please?
2: <laughs> so your hair is amazing. <laughs> no, what conditioner do you? I'm just kidding. But yeah. So that would probably I don't mm. know if Jake wants to expound. I don't know. I can't
1: really think of one really.
0: Knowing you two, like I've known you guys. Well, I've known Jake for years now. Like years and Wow. About seven years. And we met through our beautiful mutual Jess, our angel. Mm-hmm. Um, she actually introduced us. You know, when I think about you, Jake, and you as well, Ash, I just think authentic, really authentic. Like you are so honest and you're so vulnerable and you're just real. And that's what I love about you. And I love the stories that you share in your books and everything. So what you see on social media is definitely how you guys live your life. And I just wanted to acknowledge you for that because it's really beautiful. So keep doing it.
2: And I know that both Jake and I can say the same exact thing for you. You're an absolute like pleasure and beautiful human being. I could rave about you for days.
0: Oh, uh, and he called you the most beautiful I did. <laughs>
1: called you the most beautiful woman in the entire world when when, when my mom uh,
2: was here. You had an interview like,
1: <laughs> you had emailed us about doing this while her mom was like sitting next to her and she was like Who's Melissa? And Who's she's like, Melissa? the most, most beautiful yeah. girl in the entire <laughs> world. And I said, in the entire world? She's like, yeah. It's true.
2: <laughs> that was hilarious. Oh, you are so said. beautiful. Childlike enthusiasm. It's good.
0: And what about the most beautiful girl who can down guacamole like there's no tomorrow? Oh, that was very impressive. I still think about that from time to time. How do you guys keep your love and your relationship exciting and fresh? You know, you spend a lot of time together like Nick and I do. What do you guys do? I want to know the tips and the tricks on how you keep it exciting and fresh. We're both really funny.
2: So I'm just (laughs) kidding. (laughs) We, um, I really think being silly and being just super funny is so important to just like laughing. Like laughing is such an instant connection to joy. And you feel so much just love there. So I think for us, like being super, super silly, and that's progressed throughout our relationship. Now we're obviously we've been together for so long that we're really, really open and free with who we are. So we're just super silly. Um, and I, I would say that's my answer just being really silly and and just expressing to one another uh, how much we appreciate and love each other, and that's that's very a part of our conversation. I I would say I'm slightly obsessed with you,
0: <laughs> and I think that's <laughs> I think that's
2: like you know that that's good. It's good. It's a, there could be a healthy. <laughs> 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 I might have crossed the unhealthy boundary, but I like to tell him all the time.
1: And I would say what keeps our relationship pressed. Ashley and I have had quite a lot of adventures. Um, we just moved to Maui from San Diego. Um, actually, we were in, yeah, we, we just got to Maui. We got a, I'm looking at I'm the ocean right away. now from my couch in my living room. And that's always fun and exciting to be in a different place. Just before then, we were, all we did all summer. We did the northwest of America, which is like the pines and ever, like the forests. And so we did. We camped most of the summer. Actually, we probably camped at least as much as we slept inside. Um, and we did a bunch of the national and state forests up in Oregon in the northwest of America, which is like Oregon and Washington. Pretty much every day, we were we go on an adventure somewhere to a state or national park waterfalls we did Mm -hmm. that and the year before we were on vans warp tour which is a i mean it's an odd place for somebody in our industry to be um because it's a giant punk rock hard Mm -hmm. rock hard metal festival Mm -hmm. with five hundred thousand, ten 10 to 22 year olds primarily Mm -hmm. and ashley and i were on the whole tour weird i was the only ever and it's close it's been going for 20 30 years I'm the only motivational speaker they've ever had and they're closing. And so Ashley came with me, which was a bizarre thing to do. And we were, you know, we were in one of those as, as your husband has done living out of uh, um, music tour buses. So Ashley <laughs> had her own bunk. I had my own bunk mm-hmm. and every day you're up at six o'clock and we're selling my books, you know, in hundred degree weather all summer, every Sweet day, adventures. And in, every Long 12 story. hours, we're in another city. So we done a lot of that type of stuff. And I think, We take advantage, we use money, um, we put a lot of it away. And the money that we don't put away um, for future investments and purchases, we use in order to be a bridge for us to have an exciting and adventurous life. So, my tool would be that money, we use, we have a healthy relationship, a very healthy relationship with money for our future and as a bridge for our present as well.
0: Mm, I love that. Yeah, I think they're two really great things. I think adventure is an absolute must for relationships and keeping it fresh and exciting and traveling is an amazing way to adventure and there's nothing quite like getting out of your comfort zone together and exploring in a, a new city or a new country that neither of you have been to. It really does Bond you. You know, every time Nick and I do it, we just find a level of intimacy that we didn't know was there. And it's really beautiful. So I love that. And I also think being silly is definitely another way to keep the relationship exciting and fresh. I definitely want to be sillier this year and I want to laugh a lot more. So thanks for the reminders, guys.
1: And the last thing I would say would be to make sure you get far enough out in nature. We were camping this summer and we were with my friend who's like a mountain man and we we're camping and all of a sudden he just freaks out because he thinks we're going to, that there's going to be, we're out in the middle of Norway. He thinks there's going to be black bears. So I think you need to get far enough out in nature that you're concerned whether there's going to be, you're going to survive or not. Or and not. that will really, bond and then it'll you. bond you.
2: Melissa, that will bond you. Anyone viewing, you know, make sure you put yourself in a risky situation too. <laughs> Where there to- may be
0: bears. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That's yeah, that is true. True story. Wow. Yeah. No, I absolutely agree. You've got to. You've got to put yourself out there, out of your comfort zone. So, how important is sex and intimacy, soulful sex, as I like to call it, and intimacy in your relationship?
1: Well, I don't know how far do you want to take it. I mean, <laughs> what are the boundaries on this conversation? <laughs> We just had some really good sex no just boundaries. before this call.
2: <laughs> <Whoa>. <laughs> I, it's really important. It's really, really, really important. Um, I wouldn't say it's everything because obviously there's so much in a relationship on an intimate level outside of the physical expression of sex. But it's definitely, we, we, I mean, it's, I think it's healthy. I, I mean, we practice it all the time. Good practice to maintain. One time, I
1: heard Gabby Reese, She's married to Laird Hamilton, who's like the most famous big wave surfer who ever lived. And um, I heard her say, "I don't know if it was on an interview, like on a podcast or something, but her non-negotiable rule is that they have to have sex every single day." I
2: didn't know that. That's yeah. True? I
1: thought that was interesting. Oh, cool. Yeah, she said it, and, and I don't know if it was like on her YouTube channel or where I heard it. Um, but I thought that was interesting, and Ashley and I have a an unwritten rule that basically, uh, yeah, it's when not, one person is feeling it, it's kind of non-negotiable. Yeah, because I think otherwise it can breed um, resentment kind of, or friction.
2: Yeah, and and two, the act of you know it goes back to programming and things like that. You know, the more you're in alignment with flow and saying and being in that yes. And that, like, I'm here. I'm available. Like, let's connect. I think when you maintain that type of relationship, and there's no stagnation with, you know, no, I don't know, I don't, you know, and other things that get brought into it, it's it's valuable.
0: Absolutely. We actually got this. I had Alexia and Preston on um, for a relationship goals segment. Uh, a while ago, and they have this thing called the snuggle alarm. So they set their alarm, I think it was for like 5.30 or 5, and then they have two alarms. So they have their first alarm that goes off. And then that is their snuggle time. They're, you know, they, Whether they make love or whether they just cuddle and kiss or whatever, or connect. And then they have their second alarm that goes off at 6 or 6.30 or whatever it is. And that's when they actually need to get up. So we do that now too. We have two alarms. The first thing Nick and I do every morning is connect. And That's not always making love, but it will be talking in bed and and just like tickling and just connecting, you know, taking time to stop and connect. Because once we're in our day, we're in our day and we've got Lots of things that we're working on. We're about to go on tour for our show, Open Wide, and there's not going to be those beautiful moments. There is, but, you know, I'm in and out of the house, he's in and out of the house. So we make sure that we start our day, we bookend our day at the start and the end with connection with each other. Otherwise, you know, we're just roommates yeah you're just floating we're
1: just- we're we're in agreement with you on the mornings too like our morning is pretty we're in Hawaii time so we're pretty far behind time wise so i at I'm up at like six or six thirty to I publish a video every single day on YouTube, so I publish that video and that's pretty much the main thing I do and then I get back into bed and we're pretty much on the same page with you. I think that for us that's probably. For me, I guess I can only say that's probably my favorite time to connect is in the morning. And yeah, just, like, he curls in up. like
2: a little ball and just gets all cuddly like a little bear. So cute. But I mean, honestly, you you touch base on it. And it's like your partner and being in relationship and having a sexual relationship with somebody where you choose that it's only with one another. Um, that's a huge honor. And it's such a blessing and, and not one to be taken lightly. Ooh. Um, so yeah, we take a lot of space for that, whether it's cuddling in the morning or something like that, but, um,
1: or something like that,
2: or something like that. But, um, I totally, I think it's, it's, it's a blessing to be able to experience that. And it's a huge part of the puzzle.
0: Yeah. And what was making love like before you met each other to now? What's the difference? I'll, I'll answer that so then you can have a little more time to think
2: about that Jake um I would say the expression you used prior to that soulful uh, would be a really good way of explaining it um you know ex- experiences I had before I wasn't quite where I am on an internal level I was always seeking I was always um, wanting the validation through relationships and through being accepted um, by men because uh, of other things I'd been dealing with for you know, not being really around my dad for a long time. Um, so now that I'm in a different space on an internal level, and I've, I've been really practicing a lot of healthy habits for myself, I think I'm way more available and my awareness is way more present to be able to share chemistry in a sexual relationship with somebody that's um, way more energizing and palpable. If that would be the right word to use.
1: And I would say um, so more the some average man treats a woman's sacred area like a hole that they can masturbate from. I'm being serious. Okay. There's no <laughs> wait, wait, interact- on the There's it's purely a physical experience for the male. Um and and I'm sure I don't know how deep in a conversation your average guy Goes like this in a conversation, but the average man uses it purely as an opportunity for them to ejaculate. Um, and then I think when you, at least in my experience, when I've our connection has deepened, it went from an experience that was about me to an experience that was about her and about us. So then the the attention went from how can I get the most out of this to how can she and how can we together connect on a deeper level. Um, Mm -hmm. so it went from just a physical act to, you know, where there's three planes of existence we live on physical, spiritual, mental. So it it began to encapsulate all three of those Mm -hmm. instead of being a purely meat suit activity. That was for my own benefit to, to hopefully make me feel good. Well spoken.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. That's, that's so, so important. It's not just about the masturbation. It's about that deep spiritual connection and service. So thank you for sharing that. What do you think is the number one key to a happy, successful relationship?
2: I think there's multiple avenues that we could... I think I could think of five different answers to come up with for that answering that. But I think one of the main and very important would be having financial prosperity in your life. Um, and that comes Look from Look at hair. I mean it's just <laughs> that I mean you know we've experienced so many amazing pieces of our relationship from the beginning to now but when you know we're we've really worked on developing our financial freedom and our growth and well-being within our own individual businesses. Um, and now we're at a place where that just, it, it's a, you know, it's, we're, we're doing really well and I can see how much it's relayed into our relationship with just feeling, um, like that pressure, that stress isn't quite there. I don't know if you want to addition anything onto that, but I think that is, it's, it's very important to, to having
1: money is a the, team building activity te- too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I don't know where I'm trying to go that with that, but in how I would interpret what she said is it's been a team building activity for us. Yeah. She's right. You know, we've been super freaking broke, like so broke. She was in debt.
2: Yeah. With our everyday
1: groceries. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And we've been the opposite of that. And, um, so I think that the goal around that, it creates a lot of things. Somebody will say, Oh, that's materialistic. And that's not what makes you happy. Um, but it creates a lot of the tools that we've discussed throughout this, which is crystal clear communication, right? When you're struggling financially at that crystal clear communication, then there's crystal clear communication on the goals and the visions moving forward. Um, it's given us opportunity to have a lot of fun adventures. And so that's a way that I would categorize what she said. Honestly, I'd probably say physical fitness and health more on the physical fitness side, especially in the first couple years of our relationship.
2: Yeah. We, we were, bonded
1: a lot. Like we, were, we would like, we would go run sprints and stuff like that sprints on the beach, you know? And I think we bonded a lot. We're like, you know, we just have, we'd have fun, you know, like remember when we were, we were in Santa Monica. I remember this one day we were in Santa Monica and, uh, I almost beat you. No, oh. I lied flat on the ground and I gave you a head start and I beat you in sprints. And I remember we were just laughing about that after, and we went back and you made dinner and like, we, um, she almost beat me, but I started on the ground. Yeah. What what what
2: <laughs> so I would say,
1: I would say health and physical fitness and, And then, um, and I would agree with her answer too, though. It's definitely lowered, you know, what I think the number, I mean, you might know this better than I do with the book that you wrote, but the number one cause of, of divorce and financial and relationship stress is money. And I think it's true. I mean, those are the earliest memories I have of my parents arguing was about, um, money. Those are some of the earliest stresses I remember in my household whether it's a stress of not having it or a stress of a lack of communication between people's, mm-hmm. you know, obviously you went to Demartini's, um, courses too, where he talks about that your actions in your life is governed by your values. Um, and you know, where do your values show themselves and how you spend your money? And so, uh, I think that, I mean, would you say that, that from your experience in Demartini?
0: Oh yeah, absolutely and all the research I did um for my book, yeah, number one divorce rate, you know, is around stress around money, which is why Nick and I created our program, The Path to Freedom. Um, And I've got another online program called the MA Academy Business Bootcamp. And basically, The Path to Freedom is teaching people how to experience financial freedom. And we've given them the tools on how they can do that because we don't want people to have that stress because it can run and ruin your life and your relationships. And it's not worth it. It takes a lot of inspiration Inspired action and a lot of letting go of the limiting beliefs and not tapping into collective consciousness. But if you're willing to do the work and you're willing to let go of those limiting beliefs, you can create that for yourself. You absolutely can.
1: It's kind of like sex. It's a really taboo subject to talk about. But when you're no longer afraid to talk about it, like when you're no longer to say like, when we were broke, like I thought it was so weird to be like, I'm going to be rich because I felt bad about saying it. And it's almost like talking about sex too. Um, Where it's like, even uh, you're doing a relationship interview with us on this particular one, but I was like, how, what can I say? What can't I say? It's kind of this, there are two of these taboo subjects. And when you embrace them, you know, particularly, around clear communication around money um in the relationship i think that it, it helps it a lot Helped ashley's grandparents a lot ashley's grandparents ashley's grandparents are balling and they've been they're doing really 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 well because her mom or her grandma was very clear on um the um, money management aspect where percentages were going she was mm-hmm. very clear with Sid ashley's grandpa about it and you know it lowered a lot of their they were very poor growing up and and it lowered a lot of their stress levels and they became independently wealthy um through clear communication around money and um you know it's lowered a lot of their stress levels in their relationship and now and you know in their 80s they can truly enjoy their life you know i think i read nine out of ten people die with less than ten thousand dollars and no financial assets. It's like, shit, how can you have a relationship? You can, and it's amazing when you can do it, but it's just, it gets increasingly difficult in a world where you, you know, you cost money to eat organic.
0: (laughs) Mm, Absolutely. It's a stress that we can do something about. We can be proactive about it. And that's, you know, why we created the Path to Freedom is to really help support people because, I want everyone to experience financial freedom and whatever that looks like for them, you know, it, it might look like a different number to you compared to a different number to me. And it doesn't matter what number it is, but we all have this idea of what financial freedom means for us and we all deserve it. Every single person deserves to to have that. Every single person. You earn in proportion to the
2: value that you're providing to the world. So when we're creating financial goals as individuals and as a couple, um, it's promoting our ultimate health around the value that we're bringing, which uplifts us to a point that's very also stimulating in our relationship where we're, you know, making progress together and apart. And that coincides with the financial aspect as well, other than all of the other amazing points you guys were all touching on.
1: Yeah. I think having an individual and a, relationship financial goal is so valuable. That's yeah, what actually... Ashley- that,
2: was, that was like the cornerstone of my creation. You know, Jake was a huge avenue of support for me for creating my business and my art. Um, but creating... And, and I got almost in a sense competitive with Jake, which is great. It's a healthy competitive. But it's like, no, if he's showing up and he's creating this, I'm showing up, I'm creating this for me. And creating goals together, it supported me in being able to go for that big goal and meet it, and feel so incredible for being able to do it.
1: She went from folding clothes at a clothing store, fifty hours a week. I was folding clothes, twelve hundred dollars a month, working fifty hours a week. to you know the the internal growth. People get this idea that having a financial pursuit is somehow wrong but the point of the goal is not what you get but who you become in the process. So I actually yeah, had to say okay, what can I do? Oh, I'm not, I I've always wanted to be an artist. And then it's this huge bonding experience because I'm supporting her in this thing yeah.
2: She's petrified we're, we're in it together.
1: scared as hell to do it. Yeah. And then out of that, you know, she's having $10,000, 10, dollars 12,000 dollars months just not that long after making $1200 working 50 hours a week and it's not what she got out of that. It's like It's like this, it's this super deep thing where it's like, you really dive in together. Um,
2: It's It's finding success as an individual, but then also together. It's like having one thing that brings success to an individual, but then it's also creating success between the two of you and financial prosperity is one of those things.
0: Yeah, I I totally agree. I think it's very important in a relationship that you have your separate individual goals, health goals, financial goals, relationship goals, whatever goals. And then you also have your goals as a couple. I think it's really, really important. Nick and I set ours at the start of every year and we we constantly talk about them and you know we know our goals as a couple we know what we want to achieve as a couple i know what he wants to achieve on his own and i and he knows what i want to achieve on my own and it's it's my role to support him and help him achieve that and that's his role to do the same for me that's what being in a partnership and being a team is all about and i think a lot of people forget that you are a team and you're on the same side. There's no tit for tat and there's no, well, I did this for you. So, You know, I dropped the kids off so I get to put my feet up. You know, I see that a lot in relationships, this tit for tat or this like scorekeeping. And I've got people in my life that do it. Nick and I made an a pact to each other. When we got married, we said, we will never do tit for tat. We will never keep score. And we haven't, you know, and, and sometimes like we have pulled each other up. We're like, hey, remember, we said we weren't going to do that. And we're like, oh, yeah, great. You know, a little reminder. But remembering that you're on the same team is really, really important. Amen.
2: I'm going to take that to um before we do our vows. That's, that's very, I'm so grateful you said that so we could keep that in our, in our alignment with our marriage when we enter that space next year or this year. Sorry.
0: Yeah. And you know what, like Nick and I, we sat down and we wrote what this meant to us. Like we wrote what getting married meant to us. We wrote the whole ceremony together. We didn't have any of the pre-scripted readings and dialogue that a lot of weddings have. We just didn't want that. We wanted to write the entire ceremony and we did. And we sat down and we worked out, you know, what this actually means to us. Like, what does this mean? Like us getting married, what does that mean? And we shared it with each other and it was really, really beautiful because the day is about you two. It's about you two finding each other again in this lifetime. It's about celebrating you two finding each other. This is about that. It's not about whether your mom's aunt's cousin's uncle's dad is coming. You know, I think a lot of people get caught up in, you know, the invite list when it's not about that. It's about you two celebrating finding each other. That's what I think anyway. Amen. Amen. I've got a couple more questions for you guys. I would love to hear individually, what is one thing that's bringing you the most joy right now? I would say
2: where we live. Um, I'm very I'm very much a water human. Uh, so being close to the water is something that I feel is really conducive with my body. Um, and right now we live really, really close to the water, which has been a really amazing experience for me to just drop into. I really love soaking up the sunshine. And so something I'm really enjoying right now on, on, on an external level is just where I'm living and being so connected to nature. And with Jake, we're kind of, you know, in a new space where we don't know anyone. So it's been really bonding. Um, so that, and just obviously when I'm creating my artwork is, is something that brings me joy. What about you?
1: My business, your business. Yeah. Right now, I mean, wouldn't you agree? That's yes, I would agree. Probably say that I'd probably say that right now, in the ins, the ins and outs of it, the progress of it, and, and the daily, primary daily things that I'm doing with that is what I would say.
0: And what's one thing that you are working on or would like to improve within yourself at the moment? Is there something that you guys are currently working on individually? I definitely
2: consistently am working on not taking things personally (laughs) because sometimes I can definitely. Me too. I mean, it's, you know, it depends on the day. And some days you win, some days, you know, it's a little more challenging. Uh, So reminding myself sometimes when, you know, something's happening or... I don't know, it just, you know, I'm feeling off is just reminding myself not to take things personally and just to, to take the space that I need. You know, a way that I used to divert would just go, I need more attention, I need this, this, and this, which which would create more problem. So I think right now I'm really working on just taking the space, taking a step back and um working on it myself instead of outwardly um having to express why I'm, you know, right or wrong.
1: And I would say. Patience, but not in the professional sense, but in the personal sense is what I would say. Mm,
0: Beautiful. And let's now pretend that you have a magic wand and you could put one book in the school curriculum of every single high school around the world. Now, besides your books, Jake, what is one book that you would put in the school curriculum?
1: I'd say besides Open Wide... By Melissa Ambrosini, I would <laughs> yeah, say, definitely. Um, absolutely. I would probably say a couple. I'd, I'd probably probably be a fight between a couple books that I've read the most times through, and that would be either "The Power of the Subconscious Mind" by Dr. Joseph Murphy.
2: I'm a huge, huge, huge Wayne Dyer fan. So naturally, I want to say one of his books, The Power of Intention. But you know, from a feminine standpoint, one of my favorite books uh, that I've ever read is called Sacred Success. And it's written by someone called, named Barbara Stanny. And it's directed towards uh, the feminine a lot, so towards young women. And I think that would be a really powerful book to be incorporated into um, school systems just to really start tuning young women into their power and their capacity to create substantial change in the world. So Sacred Success would probably be one of my books that I would want young women to be reading on
0: a, on the female standpoint. Yeah, great. I, I want to read that. I haven't read that. So um, thanks for the recommendation. So let's talk about how your days look, in particular, your morning routine. You mentioned that you guys are pretty into your morning routines. I love hearing about how people prime themselves for the day. So can you share a little snippet of your morning routine?
1: Mine pretty much every day is I wake up at about six and then my primary (laughs) business, thing moves through you have my business moves through video. So I publish a video every single day. I already cue the video up pretty much the day before. So I publish that, drink some water, take some spirulina cap tablets. Tablets.
2: Come snuggle. And
1: then I come back and then I come back and snuggle. And eventually at some point I'll um, meditate with soundproof headphones on and uh-huh. I'll do hypnotic writing where essentially I don't even like to call it journaling because it's hypnotic writing. You know, you, anybody can hypnotize themselves. Um, and so I use hypnotic writing where I hypnotize myself, um, while I'm writing. And generally, um, what I'm doing is writing everything that I, all my goals in the present tense and I'm going long enough until I'm dropping into the energy of it. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much it. And then at some point moving my body. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you say, babe? What are the um, things that work best
2: for you? Um, some, what's always worked best for me and I've consistently practiced is just gratituding. Uh, what I've been doing lately in the mornings is uh, Jake got me soundproof headphones for Christmas. So I've taken full advantage of those and I'll sit out on the balcony and I'll just do, usually it's a 20 minute meditation to a soundtrack that I really enjoy on Insight Timer, which is an app that's great for meditation. Um, and after that, I kind of enjoy like a little cup of something I enjoy, whether it's lately, it's been kind of like a little cold brew coffee and I'll gratitude for like maybe five to 10 minutes, um, which is more of a free, write Than it is, you know, I'm grateful for this, this, and this it's, it's very much kind of just my life, what I'm grateful for now, what I'm speaking into existence. And that's probably for me, you know, moving my body as well, but for the morning ritual, that would, that would do my morning ritual justice. Mm,
0: beautiful. What are three things you're most recently grateful for? You've spoken a lot about gratitude and I'm a massive fan of it as well. So what are three things you're most recently grateful for? I'm grateful for
2: Melissa Ambrosini ah. because mm-hmm. you're providing so many, I won't even say women, but so many human beings with the ability to connect with themselves on a deeper level. So I'm really grateful for that and this opportunity to be able to share with you and talk about Jake and how much I love him. And I'm grateful that I'm sitting next to you on the couch, Jake Ducey. And I'm grateful for all of the amazing senses that I'm able to experience every single day that give me so much love and beauty from what I get to look at, what I get to feel and experience.
1: Um, and I would say number one is... Probably like five fifteen our time. Sunset's gonna go down at like five thirty. So I'm grateful for that. We have an unobstructed ocean view from our balcony, and I'm gonna I go sit on our couch and watch that. I'm grateful for that every day. Colors will turn all pretty, and I'm grateful for I'm grateful for YouTube, and I'm grateful for. Um, grateful for Ashley
0: <laughs> she pointed at herself <laughs> hello just kidding <laughs> what about hello. me hello I'm sitting right next to you, you. <laughs> I'm right here oh that's beautiful guys okay I've got a couple more uh, little rapid fire questions so um if you could each just answer like one each what is in your opinion one of the most important things that we can do for our health today what about what do you think Ash? Drink water, drink water, drink water. What about you, Jake?
1: Uh, hypnotize yourself.
0: Okay. How can we do that? Do you just put on your headphones and you just like visualize and say mantras? Is that kind of what it is?
1: Kind of. I mean, I actually have a hypnotist that I work with, but I also have a, um, hypno- a hypnosis recording that about 75,000 people have downloaded now this year that I use too. Um, but I mean, the whole thing is you have to get your brain waves into, um, more like a theta state where the conscious mind is more relaxed. But I think that's probably been the, I think that's one of the most powerful things. And it means a lot of things. It doesn't mean necessarily, um, a 20 minute time where you hypnotize yourself, but I think it's also looking at and accepting and rejecting ideas that you don't want part of your belief system, right? Because we're brainwashed in every area of our life, and mostly it's brainwashed by sources outside of ourselves that we've come to accept as an authority figure, an authority institution that knows better than us. So we build our belief systems around what other people want. But hypnotic writing is really powerful. Um, and you know, for anyone mm-hmm. that actually want, Jakehypnosis dot com is a free audio hypnosis that I I have used. It's for since we were yeah, uh, since
0: Hollywood, since which we was about Hollywood. three or four years, four years ago. Oh, awesome! We'll link to that in the show notes. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to do it after this interview because it sounds amazing. Okay, next question: What is one of the most important things that we can do for more wealth in our life? My thoughts
2: on that, and my initial reaction to that was actually creating big goals. Um, you know, Jake, something that we we that everyone's really familiar with is. You don't get what you want, you get who you are, you get what you ask for. So, if you're going to ask for something small, you know, that's what you're going to ask of the universe, that's what's going to be brought towards you. So, ask for something big. If you want success and you want financial well being and health, like why are you doing it? What are you doing it for? What do you want to create? What's that number you want to reach? Creating those substantial goals is the first step in creating the actual vision, the statement for what it is you're honing into existence in the actual physical reality. So creating big goals is, would be my,
1: uh, if we're talking about money, particularly, I would say actually decide that you're going to be rich. Um, and if you actually think about it, that when I was broke, I had never decided that I was going to be wealthy. And if you look at it, most people have never actually decided Mm. And what is the word decide is a Latin word for killing off any other alternative. And so I think literally making a decision. And what does that look like? If you make a decision to eat dinner, what does that mean? You cook your, you actually pull the pan out and you pull the food out and you cook yourself dinner. Well, what is the decision to be wealthy look like? I mean, that might look like deciding your new goal for 2018 is to read one money book a week. If you're committed, if you've made the decision to, make, to become wealthy and to become independently wealthy in your life, reading one book a week around money should be no problem, right? And most people, they never actually make the decision. You make the decision to eat dinner, you make the decision to walk from the couch to the bathroom to go to the, to go right. to the bathroom. Right. But most people never decide that they're actually going to be wealthy and what that looks like. Um, and how they can start to build their day-to-day life around making that a top priority. And I think that so many people struggle financially, and I know that I have. And the time when I struggled in my life, instead of deciding to be rich, I rationalized why I wasn't.
0: Mm, So true. So true. Make that decision. It's so important. And what is one of the most important things that we can do for more love in our life? love ourselves and
2: really look at accepting our you know when we feel unconditional love it's when we have unconditional love for ourselves so creating the space within our own bodies and within our own you know past experiences and doing growth doing healing to be able to create more space in ourselves to be able to experience the true essence of love and to attract true unconditional love into our lives. It all starts from just an internal level. So starting with looking at your own self-worth and and knowing that you're good enough and you're perfect right now, just as you are, not any different.
1: And I would say, guys have to stop saying this. I mean, they're either hot or they're cool, but like it's really hard to find women that are hot and cool. And then women say this. There's no good guys out there. I mean, they're either like really like jerks, or they or they're like cool, but they're nerds. There's no good guys. So guys have to stop saying there's no good. The women aren't cool and hot, and guys have and women have to stop saying there's no good guys. Or if you have a different sexual preference than that, whatever your sexual preference is, is it, most people often say. And it's out of defeat. It's out of looking at the current circumstances of our life and deciding that that means that that's the ultimate fate of the entire world is based off of the limited amount of visible light that you can perceive with your very small eyes.
0: So letting go of your limiting belief systems shorthandedly?
1: Stop saying that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I know lots of people that say that, uh, lots of women that say, there's no good guys. There's no good guys or there's no one out there. And I'm like, yep. And, and as long as you continue to say that, that is what you will create. So if you want to create something different, you got to let go of that belief. So thank you for uh, sharing that, Jake. And then finally, guys, what is one thing that I personally and the listeners can do to serve you guys today? How can we serve you?
1: My PayPal address is jake at <laughs> it's under $100. I mean, if you get 40,000 downloads, $100, uh, that'd be 400 grand.
2: Some way to serve me would just be really soak in the work that you're doing and what they've heard throughout our conversation with you. Um, really take a look at what they're doing in their lives. And, you know, I, of course, to check out both Jake and I's work would obviously be a huge honor I'm an artist. I do wood burning art, and that's something I'm very um, connected to. and very proud of. So, anytime that I'm able to share my work with anyone, I I, I take full advantage because it just means so much to me. And there's so much um, within what I have to say with it that I love to share. Uh, so, anyone Ashley's
1: like the rat. If you if you're uh, an art, if you're an art fan, she takes a really really hot rod essentially, and she burns the most intricate sacred geometry and all different types of things into the beautiful pieces of wood that range from as big as she's done nine foot by nine foot of people's wall spaces. She's done doors, all yeah. types of things. I mean, Thank extremely high end, beautiful, you. custom hand burned wood. Um, so and ships anywhere in the world. Yeah.
2: So anyone, you know, if, of course, just sharing, sharing on a bigger level, our, our own personal work of, you're more than welcome to
0: adventure to either and one. And I of stand our.
1: by mine. PayPal memes.
0: <laughs> 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 you're crazy. And we will link to both of your websites. And for those that do follow Ash on Instagram, you will just be blown away. Her art is so stunning. It's absolutely amazing. I I want to sit with you and just try it out one time. I don't know how good mine will turn out. Probably nowhere near as good as yours. You know, you are just so talented, both of you. And I want to acknowledge both of you for the beautiful work that you're doing in the world. Ash, your art and sharing that with the world is just such a gift. And Jake, with your books and your online programs, and your speaking and everything that you guys are sharing just on social media, as well as all of your beautiful products. You guys are such gifts. the world. And I'm so grateful and honored to call you my friends and to have you in my life and to have you on the podcast. You're just such beautiful people and I'm just deeply grateful. So thank you so much for this conversation. And I hope to see you both very, very soon. Well, maybe
2: at your wedding. Yeah. Stay posted for that invite, but you know, we feel the exact same way. Thank you so much, Melissa. Um, We really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you for having us.
0: Thanks, guys. Love you both. We love you too. What a beautiful couple. I love those guys so much. And I got so much out of today's episode. And I will definitely be checking out Jake's hypnosis meditation. That sounds awesome awesome. And if you got lots out of today's episode too, please subscribe and leave me a five-star review in iTunes or on your podcast app, because that means we can inspire even more people together. And don't forget to tell me on Twitter Instagram or Facebook, who you would like me to have on the show. And for everything that we mention in today's episode, you can check out in the show notes, and that is at melissaambrosini.com forward slash 63. And you can also check out all my other episodes there too. Also, just a reminder that you can now order my second book, Open Wide A Radically Real Guide to Deep Love, Rocking Relationships, and Soulful Sex. All you have to do is head to melissaambrosini.com forward slash open wide to get your copy today. And I have another reminder for you. Next week, Nick and I go on tour for our open wide tour. Now, most of the cities are sold out, but there still are a few tickets left in Sydney, Adelaide and Perth. So make sure you get your tickets today because they are selling fast and you can get your ticket at nickandmelissa.com. So thank you so much for being here, for wanting to be the best version of yourself and for showing up today for you. You rock. Now, if there's someone in your life that you can think of that would really benefit from listening to this episode, please share it with them right now. You can take a screenshot, text it to them, post it on your social media, email it to them, do whatever you've got to do to get it in their ears. And until next time, don't forget that love is sexy, healthy is liberating, and wealthy isn't a dirty word.